2: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of that
3: Friday Night Live. This is the live Millwall Debate Show. Um, where you basically control the narrative to a degree. We will have some topics, what we will raise, and then it's all down to you. You get the comments in, that fucking sneaky bastard. You can get the comments in <laughs> and um, and choose what you want to do, uh, where we go with it and all that. We've got some exciting things for you, so you need to stick around. A bit later on in the show, we have got, I, I believe that it will become infamous Zian Fleming video what the club's done um it you can take it either way maybe it's a bit disrespectful to an ex-millwall legend um and a few other legends out there who well you need to watch the video we'll play that a bit later on don't worry we'll tell you when it's coming um we're going to be talking a about cooper uh which was steve's add-on to the agenda which is sort of fucked him because hutch is still out injured so we're sort of We're part of that to a degree, but it falls in nicely. Uh, We're going to have a discussion on the Millwall Sick Notes um, and obviously discuss the injuries. And also we're going to talk about the uh, Edwards process of rebuilding um, because Joe ain't been on for a while. And, um, you know, Joe gets paid by the minute, so it'd be good to have Joe on. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome Joe first. Good evening and welcome, Joe and I speak on behalf of all our listeners when we hope that you are having a speedy recovery. Um, we've told him it's a penis extension. Whether or not you want to tell him what you've done or not, that's up to you. But okay. welcome back. Welcome back, Joe. It's
0: been a while and hopefully you're on the mend. It has been a while since before uh, before Christmas. It seemed like a long, long time ago. Um, correction, it was a major surgery. It was actually um, a penis Reduction. I have only got eight inches off his uh, forehead from at the moment now. It used to be twelve inches, but now eight inches. The uh, Mrs. Zamper was uh, complaining, so uh, it's all sorted now. And um, yeah, I'm uh, back on the mend, thankfully. Thanks me. How are you guys doing? You're right.
3: Yeah, I tell you, you can't see the scar though, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and, I- oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host. And glamorous assistant for the lives with the one and only Stephen back after his 24 hour marathon, according to Chris Brown. And I'm going to quote him there two games are bored shitless.
4: No, I enjoyed it, mate. Raised 770 quid for mind, which was way over the target that I had initially set myself. So, um, absolutely delighted and looking forward to. Talking all things Millwall with you boys, especially Joe. As I say, it's been a while since we've had him on a live and uh, he missed the, the debate of last week. So uh, I, hopefully we can get can into I, one this week.
3: Can we Bruce. just say something on right? Sorry, sorry. Those of you who watch us every week, you know that my football knowledge could be written on the back of a postage stamp. But fuck me. Some new people who've not seen the show before really think that I should know everything and anything about football. And Christ, did I take some pelters? Um, and it was quite funny because I was replying to him and they thought I was someone else because they were still slagging me
0: off.
3: <laughs> Third party.
0: I listened back to the whole show and I even tweeted, I messaged you off, didn't I? Mm. Vic, I texted you, I think, to say to you, you were on fire. You definitely had your Coca-Pops that morning because I don't know what happened, you were on it. And it was a great to see you both as well. I enjoyed it.
3: It, listen, and I think that's – look, all it is is that we only do so much. We can we can only do so much. It's with everybody who gets in the comments Um who, who fuels it, really. You know, especially when I start getting people supporting what I'm saying and, you know, Stephen suddenly gets some um, – you know, what he's supporting, what he's saying, and then we go. I think what the crack of it was last week was basically – All I was saying is is that I wasn't in any way saying that, look, passion heart doesn't get you over the line, but we're not talking about us playing premiership football. We're talking about professional championship players who were good enough to be brought. They should be good enough to be able to do what they need to do. And if they can't, then as an old boss I used to work for, there's the
4: door. Don't fucking let it hit you on the way out. Do you know what I mean? And 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 That's it. For me, I was just—I'm just frustrated with the the way that we're asking players that I don't believe can play the way that they're being asked to. And we'll come on to it. The Jake Cooper piece was my idea, which we'll come on to um, a little bit later on, which has been scuppered with the news today. But um, no yeah, Pepsi, mate. Hmm? no fucking Pepsi there, mate. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um I mean we can start with that if you want um and, and get straight into it. I mean I messaged Mickey about this and Joe, I'm sure you'll you'll have something to say on it. But mm. um before the news broke this afternoon that Sean Hutchinson has has um had a setback in his injury um and how long he's gonna be back, it looked like we were gonna have Hutch and Leonard back available, which to me would have for me, I would have liked to have seen Tanganga, Hutchinson and Leonard all play in the back. Three and drop Jake Cooper. Um, Wes Hardin. I think a lot of people are now lost their patience with him. And Jake Cooper, whilst he's been a great servant for the club, if we believe that this is the way that's going to be, uh, the mill will from now on. Playing out from the back, I don't see how Jake Cooper lasts in this team much longer. He might have to play now. We that Hutchinson's not not fit, but um, it might be uh, uh, a swan song for. For Jake, because I think come the end of the season, I don't think he's going to be there. What do you think, Joe?
0: I I, I agree. Um, harsh but true. I mean, obviously he's been a fantastic servant for us. So he's played, you know, God knows how many games for us now. I lost I lost count. But um, you you often see him getting found out quite a bit, doesn't he? I mean, he's in, he's improved. I would say under Joe Edwards, he's definitely built his confidence up on the ball. But whenever you whenever he plays in a back three, and he's got that that license to kind of get on the ball and try and play a bit, he looks a bit suspect. I always find that he feels more confident playing in a back four where it's a lot more tighter, and he's restricted, almost just getting the ball and giving it, you know. When you ask him to kind of play with the ball, you know, you, you do sort of like worry, and I think having some like Wes Harding alongside him at the moment doesn't really complement him. You know, if he had a real strong ball playing defender aside him, it might be able to kind of help his game out a bit. When you've got someone next to him who's even worse than he is, the ball at his feet, um, I kind of get what you're saying. The last show, Stephen, you're asking players to do something that they can't do. You know, um,
3: yeah, no, I get that. And um, and Pete, funny man, funny, funny man.
4: I take it that's dark related, isn't it? It is dark related, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing with um with Cooper, though, for me, and I, I it's something Hang that on one I get.
3: Before the- you go on, do you agree with Stephen that if Hutch is back? And Leonard's back, and Tanganda is back. Tanganga is back. Then Cooper gets dropped. Give us a yes or no in the comments. Let's get the comments going with the first question of the evening. Go on, Stephen. Sorry, mate.
4: So for me, with Cooper, is the other thing that I don't really understand, apart from the fact that he's left-footed, he's playing on the left-hand side of the defence. You'd think of all for all the money in the world, you'd put him in the centre to be that kind of. The, the middle defender and have pace either side of him so you'd have Tanganga or Leonard one side Tanganga and Harding the other if you wanted to go that way because when Hutchinson comes into this comes into the side I think he's going to play in the center because that's where he's stronger he, so he doesn't have to have maybe as much mobility and you're asking Jake Cooper to play so when Brian goes Cooper is left one-on-one with attacking players that are much quicker than him he's got no chance and I, I just think that the injuries have of hampered us but if 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 cooper's going to play on that left-hand side i think he's really dangerously close to coming out of the side
0: yeah especially when you're playing a three there Stephen. you're right when, when your wing back's pushing on let's say it's joe Bryan, you're effectively asking your left-sided centre-back to play as a left-back and and almost mark their winger and and, and try and shut out those channels and he hasn't got the mobility. He, he hasn't got no. the, the quick turn on him to kind of get back or try and chase things. He looks so slow. I mean, he's pretty slow this season. He did in previous season. He's been fucking, to, you know, really slow in previous season. So, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll get on to it later on in the show, but he's definitely one that I think we might have to get rid of. Uh, I don't have much we'll regret for him, but whatever it is, I think he- we might have to just cash in on him.
4: The, the other thing as well with him, and look, just before anyone starts saying, oh, it's all about Jake Cooper and we're slagging him off and it's all his fault. I'm not blaming the fact that we're not winning games on, on Jake Cooper as an individual. I think there's a lot that goes with it. But the other thing that you'd have with Jake Cooper is his goals. He 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 should be coming up from the back and scoring from free kicks and corners. Now, someone in the comments will, will definitely be able to tell with this, but apart from the chance where he should have scored a couple of weeks ago i think against borough when
0: he hit the crossbar
4: when he hit the crossbar he doesn't get on the end of chances and i can't remember the last time he scored a goal
0: when i mean there was a there was a period of time when he would get at least three or four goals in the season would
2: not
0: he? and mm-hmm. um, more i don't think he scored this season i'm pretty sure he hasn't And i don't know if he scored last season he did it must have been really really early of last season I mean, i'm sure someone in, in the chat will probably tell us but it just seemed like it's a long long time ago since he scored for us and, and-, and to be fair, you're playing him like you're saying stephen that's why you want him to play for set pieces mm-hmm. but he's not even quite doing that for us at the moment is he? let alone defending and,
4: and that's it and it's kind of like when wes harding he, i know again is another one who's been very very poor recently but because he scored a couple of goals people were willing to Back him and get behind him a little bit, and that's gone now. So Harding's lost the goal, the goal scoring ability. So people are now questioning how good he is at the back. Cooper's not scoring goals, and people are questioning how good he is at the back. If I'm not saying that you want your defend that you you're banking on your defenders to score, but we haven't got, we don't seem to have. That fear, but everyone, every commentator, or when you watch the highlights, they always say when we've got a caller or that we're a, a, a danger from set pieces, and you know, it's especially, and you think, <clears> Are we <throat> no? Are we? We don't ever get on the end of them.
0: Of course the story mean, it, <clears usually throat> regardless, it's a, a good set piece, team, but you're right, in reality, we're not, are we really? Not lately, no.
3: we're not, and also, I mean, Stuart Hobbs from um, Twitter or X formerly known as Twitter. As uh, I commented, thanks for for joining us tonight. <clears throat> and uh, I just seen someone's liked us on Facebook. Thank you very much. Those of you on YouTube, you know what you do. You haven't pressed the like button yet. Whereas only three of you what have. You should get a special award. But um, to you boys, Stuart Hobbs says we don't seem to have wing backs who can go up and down. It's one or the other. Uh, any thoughts on that, Gents?
0: Go one. Yeah, go for it. So Murray Wallace has got the engine to get up and down all day long and extra time if he be. But he doesn't necessarily have the pace um, or the attacking presence consistently enough. I think what he's alluded to here, Stuart, is Joe Bryan. And I agree with him. You know, whether it's um, lack of fitness or sometimes lack of effort, which we all think sometimes, he struggles a bit. Um, I think Norton Cuffey, up until his injury, was doing really well. His fitness really, really improved. He was tracking back. He's not really... That great as a defender, more cover. He'll get back into space when he has to in transition, but obviously he gives a lot more going forward. But to your point, Stuart, I agree. There's not many wingbacks we've got in our club that are effective, getting up and down, and could do a job both in defence and attack.
4: The other thing I think with the wingbacks as well is that I know this is going to sound really stupid, but Rowett's idea of bringing in the wingbacks were to play his his way, if that makes sense, and. Well. That's where Edwards, the way that Edwards plays, the wing back system doesn't change dramatically. You've still got to go up and down and up and down, but you've kind of seen different players being given different like uh, longmans being played out there, Wallace, Brian, Norton Cuffey, Danny McNamara, Ryan Leonard. It, it, they're looking for they're looking to find the perfect solution. And as you said, Joe, I don't think we quite have it. I think Norton Cuffey is better, much, much better going forward defensively. I said it on the commentary show, if, if you guys saw that in the week, that going forward, he's very, very good. Mm. But defensively, it doesn't work. And, and you have to be so good as a wing back, especially at, at this level now. You have to be so good both ways. And if you're not good enough one way or the other, you get found out. No, that's it. And, I mean, look, Andrew Roberts
3: basically is straight in with there. Um, question is then, should Edwards get the players to play the row it way? Um if I do it that way, does that make it easier a little bit? Um, not really, is it? No. Let's go back there. Um, question is, should, our, should Edwards get the players to play the row right way till we're safe and then change the personnel? Or does he stick to his guns and we run the risk of potentially getting relegated? Personally, I don't think we're going to get relegated. I think we might finish down that end of the table but I don't think we're going to get relegated. Personally,
0: I, I, I agree. I think there's there's. But then again,
3: sorry. I did say we get nine points out the next four games.
0: So fucking, what do I know, hey? Well, this this month ain't looking much much um, easier for us, is it? With the running we've got, apart from the Sheffield Wednesday game. But um, answer to um, um, to, to the, the guy's question there, um, Andrew. I, Roberts. I, so yeah, sorry, mate. Um, I just think at the moment it's, it's a bit of a process. I mean, we could talk about the word process and the project and all the rest of it. And unfortunately that starts now you can't just sort of put it off until um next season because what he wants to do he wants to get the players in training in match days working the system and understanding the system um if you go all route, it it kind of you're kind of wasting um the next sort of few months i don't Obviously, think we have going there. what mickey said i think we're, we're probably safe we're, we're probably going to struggle um and i can see us losing more games than winning but i do think there's three teams bottom the league that are worse off than us at the moment. And I think we'll be all right. And it's all about the up for summer and building up for next yeah,
5: season.
0: That's it. Well, Glenn's a Watford fan, I'm um, Watford fan, commentary
3: fan. And he says, if Wallace is playing left back on Sunday, Sakamoto oh, will
0: roast him again, if that- so. Glenn, if you were there at the, at the return fixture and we played you at home, Sakamoto absolutely ruined Wallace, if you're a member. And um, I completely agree with you. And um, I think it are probably be wrong to play five at the back gets you lot because if any of our wing backs gets forward you can see Sakamoto really kind of counter-attacking and uh cause us problems down our left side so I hope we go with four but who, who, who who knows
4: um on the the question about uh should we go back to Rowett's style of football or or the you know to suit the players that we've got I don't necessarily think it's about going back to Rowett's style of football but I think it's a case of having something else up your sleeve than just consistently trying to pass it out from the back you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and it not work I'm not saying it would have made any difference holes pitch last week was poor so when you're not that good at passing the ball out from the back and you're playing on a bad pitch people will say oh well hole managed to do it that's because they're actually good enough to be able to play out from the back that's Even the difference pitch. Yeah. so I do think that we need to to maybe have a little bit of a plan B, a different option, something a little bit different to try and and, and counter the fact that if we're just gonna keep passing it out from the back, it, it, we're gonna get nowhere. I think I mean, Coventry. Go on. Go on, Mick. Go on, go on.
3: I was just gonna say David's put a question in there. If you were I mean, a question to the panel. If you were Edwards, would you stick uh and do, you know do what he wants to do for the best of the players, or would you play a different style over to me? Because he knows what I
2: think.
4: (laughs) I think he should stick with what he's doing. But he does have to have a little bit more of a plan B when the passing out from the back isn't working. Because Mm. there's, let's face it, we all talk about how good Sakamoto was in that first game, and he is very good. Coventry's attacking players and midfielders are Casey Palmer, Callum O'Hare, Hadji Wright, Matty Godden... um, sakamoto and i believe that they have who's the other one they've got yes ellis sims they're Mm -hmm. all players that if you don't get it right they are going to take the ball 30 yards from goal and create an opportunity so whilst i don't think you can completely abandon what he wants to do and move us forward you do have to have something else about you when you do come up against high quality opposition and we don't seem to have the plan b like on going back to saturday and i hope we don't do this again Obafemi got some pelters. I thought the service into him was awful. He went off after 45 minutes and we did look better with Bradshaw on the pitch. I mean, we couldn't look much worse than what we did in the first half, but you have to to play the right balls into your forwards to make them look better. And if you're just asking them to chase lost causes, we're going to be faced with the same thing we did last week. At the yeah, the and something.
0: With, with, with against Hull, they um they're, they're so good on the ball, in their defenders when they knock that ball around and playing through our lines, it's very hard to even get the ball off them. And I think Oberfendy's not really known for someone who's going to press hard and you know and, and try and win the ball off our defenders. I'm sure he'll probably learn very, very soon, and I'm sure that'll be a part of his game that will eventually um come through under Joe Edwards. But that comes natural to Bradshaw. So when he comes on second half, mm. the first thing he's doing he's on every defender's heels. And chase them hurrying him up so that's why he probably, probably looked more effective in that in that in that sense but that's it you know you
3: used to like people i used to like dan in fact i was going to give dan something mill related <laughs> which, <is>, uh, <laughs> which is only one of its kind in the whole world and will only be one of its kind um from something from a millwall player who played in the wonderwall cup i've got their shirt and. I was gonna give him the bro the the pat the, the programme from it as well because he likes all the memorabilia. Right. But now Dan, you can go fuck yourself. Um so yeah, I mean John yeah. James Kelly, sorry I nearly insulted you there. Uh last season, once we switched to a back four, we looked so much better
0: going forward. I, I agree. I'm not sure who mentioned it in one of the comments um, a few minutes ago, but they said when you play a back uh, with wing-backs, the wing-backs are the so, most important players in that system. Yeah. They can yeah. either make it or break it for you. And As just... you don't really have the wing-backs, I'll go back four, and, and That way, I think Cooper will be a lot more comfortable as well uh, on that sort of left side. Did you see the... I
3: don't know if you did. Did you see the Birmingham show last night? There was a Birmingham show last night where... Um, or he couldn't do it, so I gave him someone else to do. And um and they had Chris Coleman on there. Oh, and right. and um and Chris Coleman, I mean I've clipped it, I've got it, I'll put it out later. But um he said that he reckoned it was a a thousand, two thousand real World fans were turned against Rowett and and got him out, that he was he was doing the right thing, buying the players, getting rid of the old wood and all that. And I was just thinking I just don't know what you were watching because I just don't think it was a 1,000 to 2,000 Real fans what got fed up with it. And I think that Rowett was just wasn't good enough to give it the final push. The last game of the season was a prime example, really. You can't be 3-0 up and then go 4-3 down, can you? That's it. We're, We're not talking about it anymore.
4: How can no? How can he say? Chris Coleman said that Rowett was getting rid of the old wood, and we've got the probably the oldest average age in the championship. So I think he's, um, I think he might need to go back to the drawing board on that. I I mean, we're not going to go back to Gary Rowett, but that's just that's just ridiculous.
0: Also, he was building. Yes, he was building, but what he was building is is the wrong system that us Millwall fans want to see. You know, he was very content to play defensive football, boring football. I mean, I've been going to Millwall since like the you know late 80s now and this is probably the most worst periods on the road watching them. it's was just so boring to watch and, um you know, for all us picking on, on Joe Edwards and him not getting results at the moment, I must say the football is better to watch. I think we we'll all agree that it's better to watch. All we need is just a tie to turn a little bit, get a bit of luck and uh, try and convert a few of these performances into wins and I think we'll be right and then next season we'll build on again.
3: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be we are going to be building, yeah. Um, because if we don't build, then we're not going to be anywhere. So, yeah, I think it is going to be, um, we are needing to go on a rebuild. Um, and it's
0: Mickey, a massive rebuild as well, Mickey. I don't know if it's something we do this show or on a future show, but when you look, when you take away all our lone players at the moment and who we've got left mm. with, and players for of contract in the summer, really and truly, who we've we got for next season that we think are good enough to play in the championship. Yeah, there's not there's not many you yeah, know there's a massive rebuild that's going to happen
4: well for a and start it- joe for a start mate you, i know you said it there but it's 10 players 10 five okay. loans five yeah. loans and five players out of contract who unless something changes in uh, behind the scenes in terms of we know we're not going to bring that many people in or they agree to stay you uh, you're at least looking at 10 signings at a minimum
0: and also those five um, contracts, i oh, mm-hmm. not going to renew the word contract, even renew one or two of those, who are we going to renew? You could you could argue that Bradshaw, what, 31 years of age, he's got one more year in him maybe. Is it yeah. useful to have, you know, yes, he picks up injuries now and again, but he tends to play a lot more games than the other players that are injured. You look at yeah. players like Benny, um, you look at players of um, like, like Hutch, for example, do you want to give them a contract when they're going to probably play half the games? Available. The only one I think will probably play more is um is George Savile,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But is he I don't know, this season doesn't look as effective as did you know, in previous season or last season. You know, he, he ain't gonna get better next season, is he? He'll be what 31, 33
3: yeah. season. So it's a tough, I mean, tough one. I mean, what's yeah. his name? Edwards said Edwards will need a lot of money in the summer. Let's get through some of these, sorry, because we're falling beyond. Uh Alpha Ferry. Uh, should not be playing as a lone striker. As a five-foot-seven man, Fleming should be in the middle. Yeah. All uh, morning. Someone tell Sky Blue Sam, um, we know you're going to split roast this gloating brick. <laughs> so, yeah, I flicked over them, but yeah. He couldn't
0: wait to tune into the show, could he? No. Uh,
4: I think the other thing uh, with the rebuild, and there's a comment coming, and I, I get, I see the point is um, someone said that maybe having to get a squad like that and will help Joe Edwards because the rebuild and, the, and getting rid of players that play one system or a certain way, and then he can bring in a whole squad of people that will play his way. I understand that, but you, you do also have to understand that we don't have unlimited finances. So... The wages that those players are on, yes, they can go into to bringing in new players. But what about transfer fees? Are you going to be looking in the free market? Are you going to be relying on loans again for the from the start of next season? There's uh, there's two sides to it. Maybe the rebuild needs to happen so we can come away from some of the the older, um, should we say the the at ball and Harris ball style players. But we don't have the unlimited funds to go and do what There it is. that comment there. There's two sides to the story. And Again, depending on what league we're in, I, I am in agreement with you, Mickey. I don't think that we're going to go down. Um, I think it would be tight, but I think we'll just just about be okay.
0: Three would go down. Your opinion?
4: Um, well, I think Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday are two that are probably the the, the dead cert, should we say? Um, I think QPR will get out of it. I don't think they're the, they're going to be the third the third team. I would say. Either it's tough, isn't
0: it? If you look at what's it's... left, they're all picking up points. Huddersfield picking points up as well.
4: Huddersfield, there's not, I, many don't, think other... Plymouth, yeah. I don't think Plymouth are, 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 are playing sailing just yet. I know uh, they've got Frank yeah. has a idea yeah. there, though,
3: doesn't he? You don't plan A, B, C, or D are the you know, with these players,
0: it still won't be good enough to implement it, though, would it? Mm. Apparently, got, I'm just I think Plymouth losing Schumacher, um, Stephen. I think that's going to be their biggest downfall this season. And I can it, see it, with it is,
4: it is but they've also got a good home record. And I've just one of the comments I've just had a look, it's half time. Sheffield Wednesday are actually beating Birmingham, which I know, I know you talk about teams at the bottom of the league picking up points, but mm. Birmingham are also below us and moving dangerously closer to the bottom three so while sheffield wednesday are picking up points it, they're still it, you know yeah. the teams around immediately around us are the teams that we need to worry about stoke as well they haven't seemed to have pushed on with i know schumacher left Plymouth to go there it's Stoke so reminds me a bit of derby like, derby, like, derby, like yeah they, went down, they, had, they had a bit of
0: money that they, they, they'll punch you know they're punching about uh, the way at a time, but then suddenly they just dropped right into that mm. relegation bout, didn't they? And that could happen with Stoke. I really do hope it might happen. <laughs> if you look at our next five games, we've got fifteen points available. And mm. I really think we're only gonna win one game out of those five. You know, we've, we've well, got Gone, so you... gone. On, go on. I'll I'll put that clip of um what, what Coleman so, said. We've got, we've got Coventry, we've got Ipswich, we then got Sheffield Wednesday, which I think we'll win at home next Saturday. Mm. Southampton Way and Watford. Out of those yeah. five games, how many games do you think we're going to win? Coventry, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Southampton and Watford. Realistically, that's three points out of 15. Could that bring us straight back into it? Unless we get some surprise wins against Coventry or at home to Ipswich, which we could we could do. I mean, we beat Norwich um, over Christmas and um, uh, QPR. At least we, we can pull out those wins. But yeah. then you look at how many games have you been in charge now? Edwards. He's been in charge what fifteen games. I think
4: won three games out of fifteen, isn't he? Yeah, and the the thing is, as well, is that you'd always usually say, wouldn't you? Oh, we um we like playing the bigger teams. We, we break we embrace the underdog tag. Well, we've tried to come away from the underdog tag a little bit, haven't we? We've tried to to yeah. kind of park that a little bit and just play exactly. the game. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, the next the next month or so, but. If there's anything that I would – what I would say in this division and and the way that that the championship works, Ipswich are not having it all their own way, um, and it might be something that's playing on their mind.
2: mm.
4: Sheffield Wednesday, again, they're going to be fighting for their lives, but it's a game that we have to be turning up expecting to win. Watford, I thought we gave them quite a good game at their place um, earlier in the season. So they're fixtures that are, Southampton, that might be tough. They're on a, a ridiculous run, but you can't. They, it, but they can't keep winning every single game. It has to end at some point. So why can't we go there and get a point? I know that might sound ridiculous to people go, don't know what you're talking about, but it's football. It happens. Uh, there's opportunities for us to win games of football if the players really, really. Now you say that.
3: When I said that last week,
2: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, oh, it's football and luck and everything else. You turned around and told me,
3: yeah, but you can't fucking get luck if your players are fucking shit and can't do what they're meant to be doing.
4: It's different when you're talking about results to style of football. No, luck I'm has nothing that to.
3: Luck has everything to do with fucking winning a game of football. It's all about. But we luck. were talking. Mi- no, 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 no. We no. Was, no, no. no hold on. No, we were talking no, about the style no, of football.
4: No. Yes, we were. You were talking about heart and oh, passion, right, and right, luck okay, gets you okay, through. And okay. I was talking about Made the style Stone of football.
3: Yeah,
4: but it's the FA Cup. It's a cup. It's completely Main. different. Stone it's completely, Mickey. If you're going to sit there and say that you could we can compare ourselves to Maystone United in the league, you are completely and utterly no, we wrong can't. Mate.
3: No, we can't because Maystone got through to the next round, we didn't. But I'm just saying, but that, it's a know, completely different can get you through,
4: mate. It's a completely different scenario, it's completely different. And we, I'm not, I'm not I, we can't keep, I think you're, can't both, keep. you're
0: both making very, very good points here. Um, Mickey's right in a sense that if you're up for it you can win a game of football just by pure sheer determination and a bit of luck. Shut the fuck up, Joe. But equally, I get what Stephen's saying, consistently, you can't do it every game, every week. You know, just rely purely on determination, can you, you know? Maybe, though for example, that's their cup final, isn't there? So, of course, they're going to throw everything in there and, and do everything they can, you know?
3: Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, no, look, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, look, fucking hell. We've got a couple of things on there, actually. We'll get back to the comments in a sec. Um, there's a question being posted. I didn't show it earlier on, Daniel thing. Question is, if we did go down under Edwards, do you think we would win promotion the following season? Get yeah. yourself in, yes or no. Let us know. Do you think if we did go down, would we get promotion the following season? Simple, yes or no. Really? And also, no. No. Also, so. also, Stephen, get yourself time, mate. You've got yourself time now to go get yourself a cup of tea, mate. Maybe do yourself a slice of toast. <laughs> and I've probably got enough time to run over Bluewater and back with this question being given to us from Stuart Hobbs. Um,
0: off you go, Joe. What's your views on SA's games functioning Je is used to youth. Um, Stuart, from what if you're led to believe what's true is Joe is not been that impressed. Well, not so much now, but in recent games, his performances in training, his effort, his attitude. Um, what he's asked him to do on the pitch, on the ball, off the ball, and um, don't don't forget, I agree with what you're saying, Stuart. He's so used to working with youngsters, but he's used to working with the best youngsters in the country. Um, at Chelsea Academy, they're blessed with the, the best talents. So when we look at Esso, we go, what what a great young player he is. Don't forget, Joe Edwards has seen players like him and ten times better. So he's not going to be that impressed. Yeah, you he's know, probably say, "Yeah, he's a promising youngster, but he ain't going to be woo like we are." So I think it's in some ways it's probably harder for SA because you know he's got a high expectations to meet with, with Joe Edwards. But what I must say is his last two appearances where he's come on, so his last game, he showed a lot more fight. I think he's definitely learning and adapting to what Joe wants him to do, and I'm hoping that he's doing more in training because you know, Joe's, Joe's picking him to play, he's giving him minutes. Um, whether he features or not tomorrow is another story. Um, But maybe the, maybe the transfer rumour kind of sparked things up a little bit. But I'll ask you a question. I think um SA is good, but Joe just wants that extra 10% out of him and I, I think that's what he's working towards at the moment. Yeah. No, I'll get that. I'll get you Blue water.
3: Yeah, mate. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just seeing where we were, mate, because I've
4: lost for my what place it's worth, in the comments. For what it's worth, on SA, I completely agree, Joe. I think the last couple of games, whilst he's not set the world alight, I think he's at least shown a little bit of fight and a little bit of passion um, yeah. that he wants to actually try and play. I know that needs to then turn into producing mm. a and maybe goals, but mm. certainly think he's um, he's up for the yep. he's up for the scrap at least.
0: You, you know me. You know me long enough. You know I'm a massive SA fan. You know since last season i've always done that essay and i, I have to admit when i've seen him come on earlier this season at the Den, and we're all waiting for him to come on for the last 15 20 minutes and he kind of like pisses around the pitch and walks around the pitch doesn't really look interesting i'm pissed off i'm fuming so inside thinking for fuck's sake you've got opportunity to show Dreggers what you can do and you're not doing anywhere near what we know you're capable of doing and that's the worst thing about it whether it's confidence whether it's fitness i don't know what it is um, I must say that when he did 45 minutes two games ago, I can't what it was against now. He did look like he was blowing out his ass after about 15 minutes. So everyone saw that. He was trying his hardest, but he was his cheeks were blowing. And maybe that's another thing. He just doesn't push himself hard enough in in training. When he does play for the under 23s, he's probably not pushing himself too hard enough for them either. And it's a fitness issue as much as a confidence one for him as well. You see, right can... see what what Stuart says here is exactly the way that the seen,
3: underdog yeah. mentality works with Millwall because there's been a few bits over the over this week in the press and also yeah. fans and all that that all Edwards needs to do is just put all these in a little PowerPoint and just shout it to the players and just go, listen, everyone thinks you're going to get battered, mm. yeah? It's up to you to prove them wrong. they just go out there and just fucking... Play with your brain a bit. Hold the ball up a bit. Don't just keep making stupid passes.
0: Hold the ball up and then fucking have a go. And just, I read an take article, it to, just take yeah, it to him. I read an article yesterday, a um, commentary article, and a few of their players talked about this game. And their forward or their winger, um, Hadji Wright, I think his name is, mm. yeah, he's got a few goals. He was talking about how they kind of completely outplayed us at the Den uh, last time around. And I think to, to, to a point, he's kind of almost right there. But what he was almost insinuating is that it's going to be even harder this time for us because now they're at home and how our players won't want to play in front of their fans. Now, I think that's a bit of bullshit there because I, think, I don't know if our players get intimidated by um, playing away from home. But what I'm saying is that's their mentality. It's almost like he's beat us once, we're going to smash him this time. And when you're on that much confidence, it's dangerous, you know?
4: I, I agree. I just... On that, there was a comment that Dan made about the play, none of the players having fight. And there was another comment that you've just popped up to say that Fleming will save us. I actually think, and I'm amazed at it. Connie, that you won't think
3: that once you see the fucking Fleming video. No, no, no,
4: no, 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 no. <laughs> last Saturday, last Saturday, Zian Fleming stood up and tried to fight for the shirt. It's taken a long time for him to actually do it and to really see that kind of side of him. But he chased everything down. He tried. He, I know he gave some fouls away, but he was, He was. was. you could yeah. see the passion. You could see the frustration. It? I, was
0: it captain material, that performance?
4: I, I don't. I, I, I'm not. I, you know, it's, it's only one game. It well, is no, one, one game.
0: He could sustain that every game. We're sort of having leaders on the pitch. Is that the qualities of a leader? It, it it could well be
4: but but what what my, what I'm saying is is that it, it, i think that Cian fleming does care there has been clearly there's yeah. been issues with him but for all the faults and i've given him a hard time and i know i've been given pelters for it but last saturday i thought he if it had that chip which i i think he did the right thing to chip the ball rather than try and go round but If that had gone in, that would have been arguably one of Zian Fleming's best overall performances in a Millwall shirt. He was superb. So I I, I think I think that there's definitely value in when you need your best players the most. They step up. And that's what I'm expecting to see from Fleming. You you might not score every week, but show that you care. Put yourself about a little bit.
0: Yeah. And he did that. What do you think the reason is? Because I I think even the performance performance before this one, I think he looked quite good. He looked like he was up for it as well. Is it a case that he's put that Burnley thing behind him now and he's stopped sulking? He's going, right, I'm going to knuckle down here. I want to help the team. I want to get us into winning form. Or is he thinking, you know what? This summer, I've got one year left for my contract. I want to get that move to the premiership. I've got to start performing. I've got to start getting goals. I've got to start making myself look good again. In order to get yep. the players sitting around me. Oh, Frankie here on
3: oh, the head there, mate. The biggest issue with his current team is that they are spineless. There's no that they are frightening, a frightening lack of leaders in this mm. side, which is hundred percent. Hopefully, that's tomorrow, what... not tomorrow, Sunday, with Leonard being back, then mm. we might have you know a leader as part on the pitch.
4: I think Fleming is showing that he might want to put himself forward as to be a little bit of a leader. I don't necessarily think, Joe, I don't know whether it's a, the fact that he's put the Burnley issue behind him. I think there's a lot to do with maybe that he's got one year left. That might have something to do with it. But right as of right now, because there's growing concerns that we are going to be at the bottom of the league and we are going to be struggling and people are talking about the relegation, that if if Zian Fleming can drag us through a couple of games mm-hmm. and earn us some points, then fine if he wants to move in the summer let him go try and cash in on him do what you need to do but at times like this when you're struggling we haven't won since new year's day which is a little bit of a problem well it's a big problem because you know we all thought we were going to push on if Fleming can drag us through a couple of games over the next month so be it if he wants to play for a, uh, for a different team in the summer then so be it but you need your best players and he uh, again I'm I'm not I know that I've given him some pelters and sometimes maybe I think it's justified and sometimes I think maybe I might have got it a little bit wrong. But what I saw last weekend was the sort of player that is playing for Millwall that wants to see Millwall do better than what they're doing at the moment.
3: Every player what plays for that fucking badge on their chest, mate, should be playing 110%. Because if not, don't fucking... Beer and do you know what Dan Dan uh, Daniel Barnett Daniel Barnett there nail on the head Fleming when we yeah. wanted Fleming the first time for about four four and a half million that's right he yeah. didn't want to come because he wanted to stay and keep his side up which he did he scored on the yeah. final game and he fucking stopped the ball off the line on the final game was well, is, it, is it to make to... them safe. He was the only outlet, wasn't he, at the time? Yeah. yeah. And he kept them safe because of that will and determination and want. And hence the reason why Fortune
0: fans absolutely love him and I Yeah,
3: Yeah, And after you see the video of him in a little bit, mate, you fucking will question his footballing ability to a a whole new level. Football's not great, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? Um but and we will we will put we will put the questions he gets to you lot listening, watching. Um to see where you go and see if you agree with his tally. Um, but yeah, it's not it's it's wrong. He, Remember, he's, press like keep pressing like if you're watching on YouTube because the number's still really low. Come on, boys. His
0: knowledge of of, of old football is, is pretty shit. did the uh the pretty shit,
3: hold... <laughs> well, pretty shit. shit.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell I asked him, what's your thoughts on Dennis Bergkamp. Obviously, everyone calls him the Birmsey Burr camp. And you know what? His answer was don't really know much about him, never really sort of saw him much to see him play much. I think, for fuck's sake, like, surely you're a kid. You must idolise him. You're one of your best players, your countrymen. And all he said to me was, is that, yeah, he knew because he was my coach at Ajax. He used to do one-to-one with me. That's all he saw him as, just as the coach, not as the player. I think, how can you not look that far back at your history? But that probably explains the video.
3: Yeah, but do the, I mean, do the young kids now, would the young kids now, the 15, 16, 17-year-old kids now, Really appreciate Gazza or Beckham, or
0: no, but Rooney
3: guess, maybe you're right. But you're, talking,
0: you're talking 20 years ago, aren't you? So you, you think about it during Beth um, Burkham's period, mm. it would have been 20 years ago from now, during his, his spell at Arsenal. And how old is Fleming 25, 26? No, he's not that old, is he?
4: Zian, Fle- I was just looking this up. Zian Fleming's 25 years old, oh, and Dennis wow. Bergkamp Dennis Burkham retired in 2006,
3: yeah, 18,
4: 18 years ago, right? Yes. So, Zian in- Fleming would have been seven,
3: but even he would then- have known about him then, wouldn't he? He,
5: was he a would legend have known him. about him, but he, he was, was seven a legend years old,
0: but he's six he in Holland. But at that age, I think all he was caring about Zian was, was, was Ajax, the academy, that's all he cared about. And when Bergkamp retired. I think he must have went to Ajax as a coach. He just saw him as my coach. He didn't care much about what he did in football terms. So his knowledge of all footballers is absolute shit. So when you see the video later on, it, it kind of half explains uh, explains it.
3: Frankie's got a good point there. If Fleming would be a good captain. We'll get
0: consistency out of him and he would push on I really other... Frankie, because I think with that arm bow, I think you'll get another, another level out of him. I think he's that sort of player. I think he'll take all. That- oh. All about the one percent, all about the one percent gains. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think there you
3: go? Let us know what you think with Frankie's question. Do you think Fleming would be a good captain? Yes or no? Um, I'm
0: going for yes.
3: We're, we're getting on to the end of the first half. I'm gonna do a giveaway. Um, let me just set it all up, and um, it'll it'll be the same as it always is, it's for a key ring um we're not going to be doing any particular word it's just going to be anyone who has commented um will be involved let's just have a look there um if we stop sharing on that one and we'll share it on this one so then there's about 32 of you have regularly commented so far uh and here we go. Who's going to be the first winner of the evening? Chris Brown. Chris Brown. See Stephen um, over the next game or two. And uh, and you will be able to pick up your key ring. Keep commenting. We'll do another winner in a bit. I have to put your prizes as well, by the way, Stephen, on... Um, on that Raffler this weekend, I'll do it. Uh, I keep meaning mm. to, and I keep forgetting. So, keep. Um, yeah. Great profile um, picture there
0: as well, Frankie. What's that, Frankie's there? Profile picture, Tim Cahill yeah. scoring the uh, the goal at Old
3: Trafford. If it's a Frankie, I'm thinking about. I think he's he um he likes to write. Should we say that much without saying what he does? <laughs>
4: Uh, uh, Sheffield Wednesday no 2 0 up, yeah. by the way, against Birmingham. Uh,
0: what score? Wow, 2 0. 2 0. Bloody yeah. hell,
3: yeah, there it is. We are now a live chat show, we're a live commentating show for you. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're giving the scores of all the games and whatnot, but yeah, um, I'm going to try something new with you boys later on as well. So, um, be warned, uh, I'm not going to give you time to uh, research it, I'm just going to. Good point, Bailey. Later on. Uh, why does everyone report as if Fleming wants to leave? Both managers have said he he has been a good pro and he has never kicked up a fuss. He just didn't hit the same highs. Doesn't have to be that.
0: Very, very true. When mm. I was chatting with um, Gary Rowe before um, before he left, hang on, let's pick up pick his up. name. I don't know when they have struck this, sorry. Um, he alluded to how Fleming was such a a great person on the training field. He talked about how Fleming, out of all the players, would carry out all the instructions on the pitch and he would communicate to all the players. And if they're in the wrong position, especially if they're off the ball and they should be marking someone, he'll be constantly barking orders on the pitch. And Gary Rabbit said that he is like a leader for here. I don't know why they give him a captain now, but he said that he was so good on the pitch that he would give carry out his words to the team and make sure that everyone else was doing what right wanted them to do. And I'm so, so what the fuck happened on
3: on the game then? Because they've been doing most of the training at the pitch at, at the main ground now, because obviously Claremont is so old and decrepitated or fucking fucked up that yeah. obviously the ground is all different. Um, so yeah, it's amazing that they can do it in training but can't do it. Um, in there, Dan Riggs says, Fleming in the prem with Millwall. Zian's been on the spice, clearly.
5: <laughs> uh,
3: Fleming, my captain on FC 24. Are you doing all right or are you not? Uh, yes, or Savoy's attorney. There you go. Look, get yourself in the comments then. Tell us who you think your top two picks would be for captain. It looks as if a few of you will probably go with Savoy, but some of you are going with Fleming, possibly. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, go, I'll go Fleming get yourself in the comments and let us know what's what um yeah i'm going to show you the chris coleman uh, about close to the hour mark um or about 50 odd minutes just over and then um and then we're uh we go part two just to let you know now that we're putting the podcast out as two parts just so they're easier for you to be able to listen to and whatnot um they're, they'll be released over, you know, the day and the next. But they'll be in two parts. Uh, they might even end up being released on the same day. But it's just, it, it's going to give you a bit of a split. So um, some people were moaning that some of them were too long. So we've, um, according to podcast statistics, forty-five minutes is enough time to listen. Uh, between that and an hour, anything else isn't. So I'm just following the statistics.
0: So um, that first part. First part tomorrow, Mickey. Second part Saturday morning on, or, or, or Sunday on the way to uh, Coventry, maybe. To yes, mate. It. That's what it will be.
3: And then you'll have uh, Chat with Chaps, hopefully, Sunday or Monday. And then um, the Sunday night live show will go well, that'll go out Monday. And then you'll have uh, Chat with Chaps on the a, on a Tuesday, Great. normally. So Great that's problem. the way it works. Great content, mate. So uh, the, that's the way it is, hopefully, um, and go from there. While we've got uh, uh, people chatting about... What do you call it? Um, I am going to look at getting this uh, Chris Carmen video lined up and, um, and ready to go.
4: While you're doing that, just looking at the live table. So Sheffield Wednesday have moved on to 26 points uh, as it stands with their three points. That would see them still seven points behind us. Um, I mean, so then yeah. winning... And we'll have a game in hand, obviously, which would be Sunday. Um, which, so then winning doesn't really concern me. But the interesting thing now is, um obviously, with Birmingham uh losing, they're on 32. QPR are now only four points behind them. So the wow. fact that they lost Wayne Rooney, um, I know people are saying that Tony Mowbray might go in and do a good job, but I think they're they're not getting themselves out of trouble. And they had a good transfer window in the summer as well. So, yep. um, and Blackburn just above them on 33 level with us. They've, um, they're they going through a little bit of turmoil at the moment. So I think, I I'd, I'd, you know, people are talking about relegation. Chris um, Brown commented and said, why are we talking about it? I, I don't think there's anything necessarily um, just yet to be panicked about. I think there's clubs that are actually in worse positions than us in the sense of they're off the field. Um, exploits in terms of finances. Blackburn don't have a manager and they're going through a tough spell. Um, so I think I think there's still plenty of optimism to be had um, no. at yeah, the moment. No, no.
3: Um, David, for you, I I spoke to him. We're waiting on the accounts to know fully, uh, but he came back and said they should be okay. They're losing about a million pound a month, but with the allowances for infrastructure, academy, etc., uh, should be within the limit so um as soon as the accounts are are out then obviously I will um, definitely know more but at the moment uh, he seems to think that we should be okay captain should be the strongest character and who the players trust most because captain is represents the players to the management that's Ooh. a good it is. It is uh, true. So maybe Fleming point. might not be the one. Has to be Savile, really, doesn't it? Or
0: Jonathan, that's a great point you're making there. But who would you pick off good. good point. Uh, I think it called that. Yeah. For me, I think Savile's got all the attributes to be a good captain, and mm. it might yeah upset mm. a few people. But I don't think he's good mm. enough to be in the first eleven. I would much rather have Honeyman and Denor in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Savile, you can't really push. For Sam, nah. he's not going to be, if everyone being been fit, the, the the player that's going to play with every time. That's
3: it. I mean, Andrew Roberts says, for Fleming to be a good captain, you need to give a captain's performance every game for 90 minutes to G the other players up. And he's not a Les Briley type
5: of
0: captain to do that consistently. But that's the point true. made earlier, Andrew, was if he is captain, would that give him the extra sort of 5%, 10% that will make him consistent and, and perform week in, week out for us? It does that to yeah. play.
3: To be honest, um,
4: we knew that Eustib was going to Blackburn. I uh, no, that was in that was in relation to me. I I, uh, I didn't know it had actually been announced, but um, I said Blackburn didn't have a manager, but they've still they're still finding themselves in difficulty. They've got they were flying at the top of the league. They've got the league's top goal scorer, but yet they're below us. So there's clearly problems there. Yeah, I, I, it was it was heavily suggested that he was going before the other guy went. I think, um,
3: and obviously chatting to the to the. Uh, blackburn game the blackburn show um was telling us so yeah well i'm gonna play this um chris coleman comment have a listen um and you'll see what um i'm on about let me just put it back to the beginning for you uh no wrong one hang on come back out of there let me come out of there i'll put the wrong fucking one on carry on Stephen. you talk for a minute
4: as always the uh the technology is, um the levels of uh, technology and professionalism on that Millwall podcast are unrivaled. Um, I think I can present this. <laughs> talking about talking about Zian Fleming, I don't necessarily, I don't think he would be the right person to be captain for me. Um, I think there's better options or I better. Think so. or, I think there's better options in the sense, not necessarily players in in the squad, but in terms of. I think your captain. You get more out of your captain if you're in at, at, in defence or if you're maybe in the centre of the park. Being an attacking captain for me doesn't he, always work. Yeah, uh, it, I just Adam don't.
0: Zimmer, Harry Kane, Totti, Roberto Baggio, Diego Maradona. I mean, I know these are world world class players, but attacking players can do. They can influence games. Don't they can.
4: They can. But I don't think. Let's face it. Apart from Steve Morrison. Right, again. Okay. no, 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 it's this, it's factual. How many strikers have we had? Who's captain? New Harris See, weren't captain. I, I
0: would have thought to your point there, Stephen. I would have thought that Neil Harris would have been a good captain for us. I don't think he captained us often, might have stepped in a couple of times, but he wasn't captain. He
4: he told the story, didn't he? He told the story that he um, was given the armband during the spell of um, uh, no, when um. There was a, he told a story someone might be able to get this factually correct but he threw the armband to <laughs> when he was substituted not not in anger but he threw oh it at yeah. another player because he was going to take over the, the the armband for the rest of the game yeah. and dennis wise i think pulled him into the office and said you're never going to be captain for Millwall again because the right. captain's armband touched the floor so yeah. i think he did it in a couple of games but i don't I I'm, I'm yeah, yeah I, don't. I, I just, as I say, I, I'm not a fan of having attackers as captains. I know people have done it in the past, but for me, I, I just don't see it as a. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want us to have an attacking player, but well, for me gonna, it does have the characteristics for it, I'm going
5: to play this clip before we fucking get past it. Let's play this. And uh, I felt a bit sorry for Gary because I, I, I got what he was doing. He was building slowly. Every every summer, he brought in better players, let a few players go. Kept us in the league for for, for four seasons, Uh, just missed out on the playoffs last year. Um, But there was a style of play with Gary. It was very, very tight at the back, very organised, a a bit like if we score one, we win one nil. Um, And for quite a few fans, probably a thousand or two, they made it very clear that they didn't like it. They were bored. It was a boring style of football. So I think Gary... I haven't spoken to him. I've I've heard what he said on the TV. But I think he left because he he sensed it. Um, And the club due diligence appointed Joe Edwards Um, from left and right wing. Nobody had heard of him, really. Uh, But comes with a great uh, track record at uh, at the the previous jobs he's had. And now we're in this transition. And the transition is from what Gary Rout was doing to just started the season. You.
0: I think you're muted, me I'm
3: not now. <laughs> you can hear me, can't
0: you? It was our yeah. ears. It was our ears. Uh, so what, I did you, what did you make of that? was
4: rubbish. It's rubbish. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really. I don't really think there's any more to say to it. The bloke it, it, uh, was he there at Norwich? Was he there at Norwich when? The, it was so bad, and he just sarcastically clapped the supporters. No, no, he wasn't. It, it wasn't just a couple of thousand. There were a lot of people that were pushing for him to I, leave. I would life. say
0: half half the, uh, the fan base. You know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot more. That, especially at home games, as well, you know, you can sense it. So, yeah, you know, I, I just think the time, the time was right. You know, for, for all of us, really, everyone involved. And this is why the appointment was made about Joe Edwards because they've seen where went wrong with with Gary Rowett, and they went for the alternative, someone who's you know, younger, more dynamic, looking to play more attacking football, to please the fans, looking at the infrastructure, looking at bringing in youth players, and that was the reason, and we've got, we've got to back him, we've got to support him, and, and uh, hopefully we'll stay up this season, and we can press on next season and push on. Bobby! Oh. Uh, Bobby, Bobby,
3: Bobby, you are going to get ruined in the comments because everyone's been telling us that you've been doing voicemails for, for Nick's show, and mm-hmm. you've not been on ours. And the amount of people what have been sending me your clips well, and, and, and clipping them and a tappy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- Bobby, 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 where have you been, Bobby? You've been missed. The fan the fans want you and Tony fucking crickets. I don't <laughs> have a keyboard for fuck's sake. Do that you know I mean. <laughs> um, I I use a mouse, and so that's it, and I've got fucking three screens running here, do you know what I mean? So give me some benefit, do you know what I mean? Please, I, I am prehistoric and I'm trying my best. Um. So yeah, there you go, Mark Murphy talking crap. Our defensive issues are purely down to Rarit.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.